Have you ever heard people say he can't cook, but yo, he can grill it up like a boss? Listen, sisters, you can take that task on and own it like your own girl grill boss. Hi, I'm Maria, otherwise known as the Fit Foodie. I'm a chef, holistic nutritionist, author, inventor, and mom. And I want to welcome you to my podcast. It's called Recipes for Your Best Life. And with every episode, I'm peeling back the onion on fitness, nutrition, health, wellness, and family. The truth is, you're the chef of your life. And for every important pillar, there's a great recipe worth sharing. So every week, we'll explore them together. Think of it as food for thought that you can really sink your teeth into. So join me and let's squeeze the joy out of this life because you only get one. Can I get a fork, yeah? First, I have to start by giving credit where credit is due. I owe my love for the grill to my dad. It didn't matter what time of year it was. It could have been in the middle of January, two degrees Fahrenheit, a foot of snow on the ground, and you would find my dad on the deck in a parka, boots, a spatula, and beer in hand. And the tantalizing smell of whatever he was grilling, from chicken to kufta, which is a Middle Eastern blend of ground lamb and an array of spices, to whole fish, shrimp, sometimes even lobster, and veggies wafting throughout the neighborhood. You could have just eaten a full meal, but then the aroma would infiltrate your nose take over your brain, and immediately make your stomach growl on command. The great thing about the grill is it's almost fail-proof. You can cook just about anything, even dessert and pizza, and have it taste amazing within minutes and without a lot of cleanup, which I love. But before we move on, I want to address the elephant in the room. If there's ever been a division of roles related to things culinary, it's at the grill. I mean, why do they get to play with the tools, sit outside with a beer, and have all the fun? Maybe it's because it's been embedded into our psyche, our DNA, that women hang out in the kitchen, but the grill is the guy's domain. Have you ever heard people say, he can't cook, but yo, he can grill it up like a boss? Listen, sisters, you can take that task on and own it like your own girl grill boss. And if you have the right stuff, it makes it a lot easier. After all, grilling really is so easy. You can cook just about anything, paleo to vegan, pizza to peaches, go around the globe with your spices, or even an elegant three-course meal, including dessert. Now, before all the men start getting inflamed, let me state for the record, this is not a she-woman, man-haters club thing. Not at all. This is really about taking the intimidation factor out of grilling completely and maybe bringing a little sexy back to the fire. So, not to sound cheesy, but I say it's time to tame the flame and take back the tongs, ladies. It's girl on grill. So let me break it down to you in an approach that I think will be really easy to understand. It's what I call the TTFF, 
And that stands for tools, techniques, flavors, and fun. So grab your kombucha teeny or your glass of Prosecco, your sassy little apron, some sunshine, and let the grilling games begin because we're about to get a little sassy. Okay, so the grill, first of all, doesn't have to be the home of Flintstone-sized steaks, rubbery hot dogs, or burnt burgers. It can be refined or down home. I mean, you can go around the globe to get inspired because just about every country has its own spices and flavor profiles to borrow from. And you can add your own flair to it and create the ambiance because, you know, us girls, we like to make things cute. And knowing how to keep it safe, clean, and flavor-filled is what I want to share with you. Grilled foods can be some of the most nutrient-dense on the planet if you know how to do it right. So here we go. I'm going to guide you through the must-haves in your grilling arsenal. Because, like I said, why should boys have all the fun with the toys? You know what I'm saying? The greatest part is you don't really even need a massive grill. If you're an inner city girl or, frankly, don't feel like going outside to grill, a tabletop version works just great. I've got this awesome little tool called the Power Grill, which I'll get into in just a second. Works like a charm. And it doesn't create any smoke. Even a grill pan will get you there. And then with that, we layer on some of the gadgets. So let's start with safety first. Dirty, greasy grills with a buildup of meat juices that are potential storehouses of foodborne illness are not bueno. I say no bueno. Even scarier, grilling can create smoke-laden carcinogens, and we don't want those on your food. So if you're not cleaning it, it may end up back in there. And you know, I'm a stickler for bad bacteria. I created a whole line of products around it. So of course, I'm going to have you take a coarse cleaning brush and scrape off that burnt-on food, grease, and the marinades and other buildup from Lord knows when the last time your hubby or significant other cleaned that, or maybe you haven't cleaned it in a while, my friend, and that no shame in that game, but it's time to do that. I know some people feel like you should never clean your grill, that it's kind of like a cast iron pan where it adds to the flavor, and I'm here to debunk that. You don't want that. Dirty, greasy grills with a lot of buildup needs to go bye-bye today. So get that that brush, get those cleaning tools out and, and give that a good scrub. The next thing I want to just suggest is in order to avoid the buildup and the drip in the first place, you can cook your food in a grill basket or in aluminum foil pouches. And that's a great way to keep everything clean and easy to prevent flare-ups. Um, there are also great Uh, liners for the grill now that are made out of uh, copper, copper liners. And I love those because you can grill everything right on there. The copper helps to conduct heat nice and evenly and quickly. And then you don't have to scrub and worry about things dripping after the fact. So that's a great way to just clean and then prevent the drip in the first place. So let's talk about tools. Of course, you need a great grill. And like I mentioned, you don't have to have a big old grill. 
But if you do decide to go that route and you're going to be cooking for a lot of people, a gas grill makes life a lot easier because all you got to do is turn the gas line on and then turn it on. Um, You could opt for a traditional charcoal grill and the flavor of that really can't be beat. It just takes a little bit more time and getting your fire built the right way means piling up your coals in the center or using one of those cones to help get the the charcoal hot and staying hot uh, in the beginning of your grilling adventure. So get a great grill. And like I said, you could even get a countertop grill. I love the power grill. Uh, It's something that you can find on my website at eatcleaner.com or mareaibrahim.com. And uh, I have that referenced in my Marea Suggests page. So you might want to check that out on the website. Um, From there, cutting boards. And I always use a separate board for meat, chicken, and seafood separate from vegetables. So each one ideally would have its own cutting board, but definitely make sure the proteins get one that's distinct from the vegetables so that you don't cross-contaminate. It's one of the worst things that you can do and definitely a food safety faux pas. Uh, I also love marinating trays. That way you have a separate tray to be able to get your proteins and your veggies nice and marinated, and then they won't cross-contaminate as well. Get yourself a set of stainless steel tongs and a spatula, a long-handled fork, ideally with a thermometer, because you can't judge a bird by its color. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't judge a book by its cover. The color is not going to tell you it's done. It's the temperature on the inside, and it's super, super important that you're cooking especially proteins to temperature, and I mean especially poultry and ground beef. So make sure that those two things are done right. And just a rule of thumb, poultry should be cooked to an internal temperature of at least 165, and for burgers, it should be around 155 to 160. A basin brush is a great idea and definitely a cleaning brush. Got to have that wire cleaning brush to be able to get in and scour the grill. Um, And then, of course, I I would be remiss if I didn't mention eat cleaner products. You want to get your produce nice and clean before you ever put it on the grill. And we even make a seafood and poultry wash that's going to be great for getting your seafood and poultry clean and marinated. It actually helps to cut down on the cook time because of the acids, the fruit acids that are in there help to uh, literally like marinate your food in advance, tenderize it, and so it will cook faster. I mentioned the liners. Those are great for the grill to avoid messes. And I really like the grill baskets. Grill baskets are a great, great way to cook everything in an organized manner, and it's easy to flip. You don't have stuff falling through the cracks, through the crevices, which can get really annoying too. Now, if you want to add on, these are optional, but great things to have. I love cedar grilling planks. They infuse food with a great smoky smoky flavor, and they add moisture and a really delicious aroma. I mean, grilled salmon or pork on a cedar plank, y'all, it is so good. Uh, So make sure that you check out your local hardware store for those. That's the most inexpensive place to find cedar planks. 
just make sure you soak those in water for at least 30 minutes so you don't create a little bonfire on your grill. And then pizza stone. A pizza stone is a great way to grill your pizza. And it is seriously one of the most delicious ways that you can eat pizza. So the smokiness of that grill also adds to the depth of flavor, but the stone itself helps to keep the cooking temperature consistent. You can also use a heavy bottom cast iron skillet, um, the, the one that your grandma maybe handed down to you, the one that some people say you should never clean, which I think that's crazy too. Just make sure you wipe it out so that it doesn't get rusted. Uh, and you can use that on your grill as well. But there's so many fun tools and one of my favorite places to go and I just want to give them a shout out because they never fail me, is Cost Plus World Market. This is not a paid advertisement. I'm just going to tell you right now, I just truly love that place. And you can find a lot of great barbecue and serving accessories like mosquito netted serving trays. You guys, if you're at a party or at a barbecue and you got bugs flying around, you know, that can be one of the most annoying things in the world. Those netted trays are one of the most genius things I've ever seen. Uh, but they've got great platters and fun decor. And hey, part of this is the fun, which we'll get to in just a second. Okay, so those are the tools. Number two is techniques. Number one is to avoid the char. So the idea of just throwing food on the grill and cooking it to a carbon pulp is not the objective, which I see so often and it makes me cringe. Using a moderate fire so that you avoid flare-ups and char is really the key to a healthy barbecue. You know, it's not about just getting it done quickly. You kind of want to do the low and slow effect, just like you would if you were grilling or if you were cooking inside. So make sure the grill has had at least five minutes to warm up before placing your food on and walking away. And hey, avoid the carcinogens. By overcooking, you're going to create carcinogens. That's what that carbon is. So here's a little tip. You can actually place a branch of fresh rosemary across your meats and the natural oils in the rosemary help to prevent those carcinogens that I was talking about. And when you start to get fancy and uh, you get real comfortable with grilling, something that you might want to invest in is a sous vide. Sous vide is a French term for cooking in water. And basically, you're cooking your proteins or even your veggies in cryovac sealed plastic, and you're cooking it in water at a consistent temperature. And this works really, really well for thicker cuts. So if you've got a thick pork chop or a steak or a piece of chicken, it cooks it to the perfect internal temperature. So all you have to do is give it a quick sear on the grill instead of doing all the cooking. And that cuts down on your time of potentially exposing it to the carcinogens. So uh, those are great tips for making sure you avoid the char and getting your foods cooked the right way. And then refer back to those tools because the tools will also help sure to make sure that you get the techniques down right. Now, let's move on. We've talked about tools. We've talked about techniques. Now let's talk about flavors. Grilling doesn't really have to ever mean traditional, whatever that means. You know, it doesn't have to be about that Southern barbecue that we've all become so familiar with. You can really take a culinary adventure with your barbecue. And 
I like to take tastes from around the world. So for example, if you decide you want to do an Indian infused dish, you can try a tandoori style marinade and maybe combine nonfat Greek yogurt, some pureed onion, crushed garlic, curry powder, black pepper, and mix that all together and marinate the meat of your choice. The great thing is that yogurt also helps the meats cook faster. So the enzymes help to get through to the, uh, the protein of your meat and, and break it down. So that's a great little tip too. If you like Korean barbecue, you can combine flavors like low-sodium soy sauce or tamari, white vinegar, sesame oil, fresh garlic, and ginger. So those are yummy flavors too. Maybe add a little bit of uh, a little bit of chili oil to that too if you like the heat. I personally grew up with Middle Eastern infused flavors. So we would combine citrus with smoky herbs like cumin and coriander, a little heat to kick it up a notch. You can use a prepared harissa blend even. That's becoming popular. I just saw one in my Trader Joe's the other day. And maybe even add just a little bit of coconut milk. I know that's not Middle Eastern, but the coconut milk does help to uh, break down the proteins. And maybe you go Thai with that. So there's just endless different varieties and ways that you can marinate your, your foods. And grab that marinating tray so that you don't cross-contaminate. Super, super important. Now, you can also go dry with your spices. And I personally like to keep a variety of spice rub blends handy. That way you don't have to figure out what to do every single time. And I have four or five that I really rely on all the time. And they're in a little shaker container. And I just have them stockpiled. And then you can use them to grill and to season your foods even inside the kitchen. And when all else fails, you guys, the easiest thing to do is a little bit of lemon juice, some olive oil, and if you've got some fresh herbs, great. And if you don't, grab some dill, grab some oregano, maybe a little bit of smoked paprika, and you've got a recipe for great flavor. It really doesn't have to be complicated. So that's where the flavor comes in. When it comes to actually choosing proteins, it's super important that you pick out the ingredients that are raised without chemicals, antibi added antibiotics, or hormones. And I like to keep the meats nitrate and nitrate-free. Those are two different additives, but it's important to keep them free of both. So even though it might cost a little bit more, try and opt for grass-fed or free-range beef, organic chicken, and definitely wild-caught seafood. Because when was the last time you saw a shrimp on a farm? I know, but so much of our seafood is coming farm-raised now, and it's introducing all kinds of antibiotics and chemicals to your food. That is no bueno. Now, ladies, when was the last time you saw a vegetable on a guy's grill? Well, maybe like grilled onions is about what I'm thinking. But I say go crazy with the veggies. I just went to a party where the tastiest foods that they were offering were the grilled mushrooms and the eggplant and the zucchini and the tomatoes. And yeah, the onions too. But you can have a lot of fun even if you are not a meat eater with veggie forward. And I've even put tempeh on the grill 
let me tell you something. It's pretty darn good. You could do a tempeh burger and pile it up with all those veggies and a great harissa sauce, and you are set, girlfriend. It is really, really tasty. So have fun with all the flavor on your grill. And then the last piece is to have fun. This is where, girlfriends, you can put your stamp on it. Put your name on it. Make it your own. I could just imagine you going around the country and finding the sisters doing it their way. You know what I'm saying? Like the fashionistas in New York City and their Manolos. (laughs) Why not, you know? Or the Southern gals in Tennessee boot scooting. Maybe doing their own thing. Maybe it's not their grandma's barbecue sauce. Maybe it's something, or their grandpa's. It's something else that they put their name on. Or my girls in Colorado where I went to college and I learned how to grill, you know, maybe they've got some mile high love going on. And in Southern Cali, it is all about the beach. So all I'm saying is wherever you're from, I know you've got some flavor influence. I know you've got some style influence and you've got some fun influence there. So make it your own. And hey, I'm not about wearing an apron when I'm in the kitchen usually. But I feel like an apron for the grill makes so much practical sense because you need a place for your tools. You know, like the tool time girl, she had her tool belt. You get to have your tools in your apron. (laughs) So grab a cute apron. And if you're hosting your girlfriends, it's a great strategy to make things either bite-sized or put them on a stick because you got to have one hand to hold your drink and the other one hold your food, right? Now you're thinking like a girl grill boss when you're doing that. So I like to do mini sliders or I'll put satay chicken on a skewer or we'll do a variety of different veggies on a skewer. You know, it just makes it easy to handle and then you don't have food falling all over your cute outfit. I mean, no girl wants to look like a slob when she's looking cute. You know what I'm saying? Um, And... That way you can try a lot of different things and you don't have to have the plate and the drink. You got to have one hand free, girl. Another thing that is definitely important is what you're putting in your glass. And you can make it cute and pretty by filling your ice cube trays with a little splash of citrus. You can have a little bit of grated zest, maybe some fresh mint or basil. Uh, a little a little lime, you know what I'm saying? That combination, maybe even go spicy with some little chili peppers and put it in your old school ice cube tray. And you can borrow maybe your boyfriend's or your man's uh, ice cube tray, the, the big ones, the ones that they put in their, in their bourbon, you know what I'm talking about? Those big honking ice cube trays and grab one of those and make a really fun Uh, looking centerpiece for your glass because when you add things to it, it just makes the glass look super cute. So that is an idea. And then when you set up your, your table, maybe you're having some friends over where you've got everything arranged, you know, add some cute platters, add some little lights, maybe those cheesy little, you know, paper umbrellas, but they look cute on a, on a table like that. And I've, I've hosted parties where I'll do, you know, make your own grilled pizza and everybody gets their own little mini crust and you can do a lot of different ingredients and then everybody gets to assemble their own, just like you would bake the pizza, but you do it outside or you can even do s'mores. I mean, 
it's the 90-10 rule. Have your healthy pizza and then you have, you'll have your 10% decadent s'mores. I think that is a perfect combination. And nobody likes to do the dishes, so grab yourself some heavy-duty disposable plates, right? You don't want to ruin your night with a bunch of cleanup. And they say that with the recycled plates that are out there, you can do bamboo, something sustainable, even banana leaves, that you're using less energy to use those than you would to even run your dishwasher. So that is just a little hint of how a girl on grill kind of event works. You can put your own stamp on it. And this little smoking hot guide will get you started. But there's a lot more on my website at eatcleaner.com. Like my corn on the cob gone wild. Yeah, I've got like five different recipes for corn on the cob and so many other things. So make sure you check it out. I've even got a grill and chill menu guide that you can download. And that's got all kinds of recipes in there and fun drink ideas, popsicles, salads, you name it. So make sure you grab that at eatcleaner.com and you can find the link in the show notes here, the grill and chill menu. I hope that was helpful. Girl on grill, tell me what you think. Tell me what you made. And ladies, it's time to take it back. You can do this. You can do this. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I know you have a lot of choices out there of what to listen to, what to watch. So it means a lot to me that you're here with me. And hey, if you love this content, would you hit the subscribe button? I want you around. I don't want you to just show up for one episode and leave. I want you here, part of the conversation, a seat at this table. And while you're at it, would you share this with your friends and family? And if you take a screenshot and share it on your social media with a hashtag RFYBL for recipes for your best life, I'll make sure to personally give you a shout out and you may just be featured right here on the show. So until next time, here's to living deliciously and being the chef of your best life.